0: You're listening to National Health Executives Finger on the Post podcast with me, your host, Matt Roberts, to guide you beyond the headlines with news, views, and insider truths from across the healthcare sector. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Evo North, uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate, share exciting innovations, and build a stronger Northern powerhouse together. Welcome back to episode 10 of the National Health Executives Finger on the Post podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing mental health and we're going to take it from a very different perspective. On, on this podcast already, I've talked to a lot of healthcare professionals and got a real industry view. But today, I'm going to talk to Nick Rowley, who has a uh, part to play in Andy's Man Club, which is a mental health um, provider and sort of charity involved in Manchester, to get a sort of outside of view looking in and to really understand mental health from all aspects. Um so thanks for joining us on the show, Nick.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Brilliant. And I suppose we'll dive straight into it, which is first off, obviously, as I mentioned, Andy's Man Club is quite a Manchester based. We've got a national audience. I don't know if you could talk to her a little bit about what it is you do.
1: For sure. So um Andy's Man Club is a it is a national um charity. We've got twenty eight clubs uh, all across the UK. I represent the Manchester Group, so I'm one of the facilitators at the 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 kind of the Manchester chapter of Andy's man club. But we are as far north as Scotland, as far south as kind of Cornwall, Devon, um, and everywhere in between. Um, and really it's it's a peer-to-peer kind of support network. Um, so what what that kind of looks like is it's not can, it's not prescribed counseling, it's not therapy. Um, there's never we really try and push that there's never any kind of hard advice saying you should do this. I would recommend that you do this. It's just it's blokes of a similar mindset getting in a room together um and and having a real conversation and that's you know the we, I think the word banter gets thrown around a lot and it can it can distract massively from people who are trying to have a real conversation. Um so what we try and do at Andy's Man Club is to remove that kind of ego if that makes sense um and and men men can stop being stop pretending to be best version of themselves and they could just they are allowed to to feel um, and be vulnerable which is something that I know from my, my kind of personal experience that men are very uncomfortable being vulnerable uh, because of this kind of macho culture that we that we live in and, and that kind of embarrassment to admit that you're not doing so well or that you've got problems in your life um, so yeah at, at kind of Andy's Mankle Man- we really try and push that that once you've walked through those doors you can be yourself um, you can take that kind of mask off that you wear for society, whether it be the mask that you wear at work or in your relationships or with your friends. Um, you could just come and, and take that mask off and really open up about what's going on inside your head. Um, it, the, the, the real reason for it is obviously to prevent um, suicide as best as we can. Um, we always talk about that one man that might need us. But with this, it's like I said, it's not a it's not a prerequisite. You don't have to have been diagnosed with a particular mental health condition. Um, or have had suicidal thoughts. You could you can just be having a bad time. Um, and Andy's Man Club will be the doors are open. Quite a lo- quite a lot of blokes that come through. Um, they come supporting an, a, a friend or you know a family member, um, and they come with them and say oh, I'm here, I'm here for so and so. And then kind of after a week or two, they they realise they're like Jesus, I'm here, I'm here for myself as well. Um, it's really powerful to see that happen, and it's really powerful to see guys opening up.
0: That sort of breaking down of um, sort of and making it so open is probably quite a big thing as well as you, you touched on the sort of stigma, especially with men's mental health that we we often see can make quite a lot of people maybe hesitant to sort of reach out and see um, traditional treatment and stuff. So maybe having those other options, I suppose, really makes a much wider sort of opportunity for those that need support or need assistance, whatever that may be, to actually receive it and be comfortable going out and getting help absolutely
1: yeah we, we we talk about the the kind of andy's man club is part of the toolkit i would never i would never kind of exclude a method for people to explore healthcare in it which particularly when it comes to mental health i would never kind of bash any any approach as long as it works what works for you might not work for somebody else so at andy's man club we try and not discuss medication too much um none of none of us are kind of qualified physicians and, and if there if there are doctors or gps in the room we we do ask that they don't kind of perform on a on a professional level they're there they're there for themselves they're not there to dispense advice um and yeah because of that we, we don't discuss medication purely because what works for one guy might not work for another um and i say it's all about building that toolkit of, of having lots of different options so you know you might go to one you might go to your gp for clinical advice but then you might come to andy's man just to talk you might go to a counselor for real therapy it's not it's not you know you don't have to go with just one option it's very much cut and cut and copy um to be able to go with what you think is right for you um and it's you know i think it's difficult to to talk about mental health when you unfortunately you do have to break it down into gender um and it's not to say that you know women don't suffer with mental health issues or suicidal thoughts and that's that's it's completely it's a it's it's not it's not bespoke to gender but as uh, as a man you know we're, we're three times more likely to commit suicide um than than a woman and i think the the language that we use um, particularly you know the word commit is it has connotations with crime and it's we try and kind of educate people in how to discuss mental health um how to not be afraid of it how to not, not minimize it i think when you talk about suicide um you know you use the word commit which has kind of criminal connotations from back when suicide was actually a crime um well, i think people struggle to start the conversation as well because i know from a lot of people that i've spoke with they they, they kind of they, they attach themselves to the words odd you know don't go and do something silly or you know that kind of language and it's it, it's important to be direct um it the kind of the there's a lot of people that kind of go down that thought process of well if you say the word suicide you're going to put that thought into their head and I think trust me if if someone's feeling suicidal you are not going to put that thought in their head just by saying the word suicide so I think it's really important that when you are discussing it is not to kind of pander be direct you know and and say to people are are you feeling suicidal right now and they might just you know they turn around and say no I'm I'm not suicidal I'm just having a really really bad day and I I can't see I can't see any options um but yeah that you know we we, we work really hard to make sure that we that we we don't just become one option. Um that people open it that guys open up and, and you know, they might come to us having nowhere else to go and thinking that they've got nowhere else to go, but then by coming to Andy's Man Club, they see that there are other options out there. Um and like I said, it's it's building that toolkit to be able to to deal with mental health issues as and when they come up.
0: Yeah, and and as we say, like as part of that toolkit, um to use your phrase, you see it from the very sort of personal and the the human side of that conversation the dialogue and that Um, as we mentioned there are other services there for the clinical side do you think there's necessary enough joining up of that and enough sort of bridging between so for example clinicians maybe recommending the sort of approaches like yourselves take of of dialogue and talking or is it very much a sort of as as you've said before people unfortunately fall in the category of thinking I need to assume one I do one and one only
1: I think I think unofficially we we've worked quite hard to get ourselves embedded definitely in the Manchester community. Um, You know, the the, the crisis centre in Manchester, we're we're on their calling cards. When guys go to there, they say, look, if you're having a tough time, have you heard about Andy's man club? Um, We we really try and get involved in making sure that people know that we are an option. Um, But I think, yeah, it's, it's also really interesting when I speak to, practicing physicians and and gps and stuff who who have never heard of us and and that you know that's not that's not me being naive of like you know andy's mind club must be everywhere but there are very few mental health men's mental health charities out there um and we work really closely with as many as we can to make sure that we just raise the general awareness um so you know there's quite a few dads groups um that we are we work alongside and work with to raise awareness because of Um, depression in in new dads is is massive it's a massive problem um and i think it's you know they just men just they struggle to talk they struggle to communicate and, and, and it's definitely attached to those feelings of being alone uh you're the only person going through this there can't there can't be anybody else out there in the world going through what you're going through and at the time it's very difficult to to kind of justify that as not not being True, you think you about yourself and your and where you are in your life, but then you realize that you're not on your own when you connect up with other groups and you could be having you know a really really bad day. but if there's someone that has has either been through or is going through something as equally traumatic or difficult as yourself, it just gets a slightly easier if you share that burden a bit, even just by saying, "I'm having a really tough time
0: yeah and and that that sort of honesty, as you say is quite key i um, sort of from that, I suppose. Have you necessarily, like? how have you reacted and dealt with the current situation where we have uh, suddenly seen a lot of this communication, this opportunity has been halted or has had a move to sort of online or digital outputs? Um, it, In some ways, has that been a problem or a challenge you've managed to overcome or has it been quite difficult to ensure people still aren't isolated, don't feel isolated and feel they have an outlet to talk in?
1: For for sure, it's been a, a huge issue. I think it would be it would be naive to to try and hide from that. Um, before before lockdown, we were regularly having between twenty twenty five guys, sometimes as many as thirty, come to the Monday meets at seven o'clock. Um, yeah. We then had to move to online, Um so all of the Andy's Man Club groups across the country have moved to online groups and. There, there has unfortunately been quite a significant drop in numbers attending, um, and I think it's completely understandable. Some guys are not comfortable being on camera; they might not necessarily have the privacy to be able to speak if they're in the family home. Um, they, you know, there's loads of contributing factors as to why, and and it's completely understandable to, to you know, we're, we're not going to expect these massive rise. But at the same time, we we have had a kind of a separate. Um, kind of filter group um, for new guys to come to and say listen I, I, I'm really struggling I, I think I could use Andy's Mind Club for some help and then they, they take part in that initial national uh, kind of newcomers group and then after two sessions uh, they're then kind of localised to where their group their nearest group would be geographically yeah Um, and not to speak kind of moving forward I know that we're, we're trying really hard to get back to the physical meets because we know how important they are But I think moving forward it's definitely shown us that the online groups are an option for guys who might not necessarily be able to attend a group on Monday at seven o'clock, whether it be work commitments or, you know, other, other contributing factors that they're not able to make the actual physical meets that we will still move forward with the, with the online groups. Um, all about kind of awareness and options and reaching out and making sure that guys have got somewhere to come to. But yeah, it, it would be, it has definitely been a challenge that we've had to overcome. Um And, again un- understandable as to why some of our some of our guys might not be comfortable being on camera doing kind of the whole zoom meeting thing um it's especially when you're talking about you know pretty pretty life changing stuff um some pretty deep conversations happen so it's you know would would we, we by no means are we trying to force our guys to to attend the online groups um we're just again trying to trying to do the best that we can given the
0: circumstances that we're in definitely it's it, it's sort of that that toolkit as we say isn't just necessarily different outputs, it's different ways to access it. And for some that may work and for some it may not. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Evo North, uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate, share exciting innovations, and build a stronger northern powerhouse together. That that leads nicely into probably the, the big difficult question for yourself. Um as I mentioned in the intro, I've spent time talking to a lot of healthcare professionals and seeing the mental health scope nationally from internally and how within the health sector we see it Mm -hmm. from someone who's quite heavily involved in it but from sort of an outside perspective um what are your thoughts on it at the moment do you think we are going in the right direction we have enough support or is there still this wide gap that seems to be needing done it's
1: so uh, my my personal story, um, you know, I'm more than happy to share this because it's it's I think it's important to to know about it. I I tried to I tried to end my own life on the sixth of July, two thousand fifteen, um, my twenty sixth birthday, and I woke up the next day in a hospital ward, and um, very jarring, I, I guess I would say. Someone that again, you not to not to minimise it whatsoever, but for any guys listening that. I thought I thought everything was going fine, and I didn't realise the pressures that work, relationships, home life was kind of piling on top of me, and I I just snapped. Um, I you know I I write quite a lot about it and happily share it, but I snapped um, and tried to end my own life, and I woke up the next day in a hospital ward, and within kind of forty eight hours I was discharged. Um, I had a follow up appointment with a GP who kind of they gave me gave me a sick note for depression um, and I was off work for two weeks but then after that it it was very much kind of out into the wild um and again I would never I would never bash any you know the NHS or anything like that I think I think it's very easy for a man to slip through the system just by answering the questions and saying no I I, you know I'm not going to try this again I don't feel like any of my it's it's I think the the kind of the I was stuck in that point of pressure of being like oh god I just want to get out of hospital um and I didn't have something like Andy's man at the time um to to be able to use so it was it was my personal experience at that time was very much if I just say the right things they'll let me go and the responsibility is absolutely on me but at the time, I was still very much in that pressure pot of being like, oh, God, guys, don't talk about this. Like, um, I don't want to become a t- statistic. I might lose my job. Like, um, all the kind of social contrib- social factors that go into talk, you know mental health and suicide of it being a stigma and the, the burden and the embarrassment that comes attached with it. Um, I just tried to shut it all off, pretty much. Um, and within within kind of a month of trying to win my own life, I was back at work um, pretending like nothing had ever happened. It wasn't until... I was I would probably say about 2 years after that I really started to properly deal with it um and get onto a, a path to real recovery um and it's not not necessarily about recovery and such just kind of learning to live with the new the, the new version of me I guess um so yeah I think I think it, it it's very easy for guys to slip through the system by just answering the right questions just to get themselves out of the kind of the clinical side of things and I think the responsibility is to spread the message that it's that it's all right to to feel like this and to not to kind of rush to be back to being normal so quickly um and there, i think that you know i i definitely felt a certain responsibility on myself before i started looking at myself again right okay what stresses me out my, my job stresses me out so maybe i should try changing that does it stress me out where i live maybe i should try changing that and not 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 always looking for somebody to help me out um And that, that can be a difficult thing to come to realize that you have to do a little bit of work on yourself. Um, but I think that's kind of the the crux of mental health is that a lot of the responsibility unfortunately falls to the individual to be able to reach out, um, in the, in the kind of immediate days that followed my suicide attempt, Um, a lot, a lot of people kind of reached out and I guess at the time I was, I was thankful for it, but, but. For 26 years, I'd not reached out to anybody, and it that's yeah. the, that's the situation that it landed me in. Now, as we're talking right now, you can't shut me up. <laughs> I will talk about yeah. it until the cows come home because I think it's really important to dispel that stigma, that myth that guys can't talk about their feelings, that guys can't be vulnerable. Um, I found it, I found it liberating when when now that I'm able to share my story and talk about it, and people come to me and say that's really powerful, and I'm like, listen, man, it's just my it's just my life. Like, there's nothing special about it. Um, I'm sure you've got a story to tell as well, but there's there's a couple of hurdles that are maybe in your way at the moment, and that's cool. That's absolutely fine as well. Um, so, but I think the more that we the more that we talk about it, the more that we kind of normalize, but not minimize the conversation. If that makes sense, it's it's it is still difficult to talk about 100. percent But the more that guys are able to talk about it in safe, confidential spaces where they know that they're not going to be ridiculed or they're not going to be minimize they're not going to be you know felt felt insignificant that their problems don't matter that's that's when we're making kind of real progress and I think it's very difficult to do that in a clinical environment um which is why stuff like Andy's man club is important to be part of that toolkit because you know we can we can sit there for two three hours listening to a guy pour his heart out because we've got the time. Um, pretty much almost everybody that's involved in Anders Man Club is a volunteer. Um, there is a kind of core office team that do work for the charity, but all the guys that lead the groups across the country, all, all volunteers, um, all the co-facilitators, all volunteers, um, the spaces that we operate in, one of the kind of prerequisites is that we, we we really try and push for them to be free because we don't want to get tied into paying for space. Um, so it's it's really important for us that there is no pressure, um, both in terms of time and financial constraints, to stop us doing what we're doing. Because once some guys can come for weeks and weeks and not say anything, but then that one week will hit and they just tell – they share their life story. And that that will be – that could be a life changer for that one man. That could probably be the week that that, that guy's life is quite literally saved. Um, and it's just time. It's time for for that individual to to gather the – Kind of courage to open up and have their have their time, I guess
0: yeah, and as you say the the benefit of these sort of uh, services and that is that because they are volunteers, you have that connection to it, you aren't doing it for the sake of it being a job you're doing it because you see it, some of you have loved it, you have a passion to help these people um that with all the will in the world and it's no question or statement to GPs not having that equal care but they don't necessarily have the time or they have to go through clinical procedures which as you um, mentioned during your story um, was that it, it may be that because of the stigma you naturally try to just get through as quick as possible doesn't necessarily have the time to sort of sit there and, and accept it um, so I suppose the, the point of that is that we're starting to see a lot more of a conversation around patients um, taking more of the. The word is usually responsibility, but I think in, with mental health, responsibility sounds too much like it's their requirement, their like prerogative, but sort of taking ownership, I suppose, of, of mental health. And I guess the the question has to be: Do we then look at how sort of services and general budgets and stuff can better fund the likes of? Andy's Man Club the likes of other similar solutions to really make sure that no matter where in the country you are you have access to these sort of services.
1: I mean Andy's Man Club would never say no to funding put it that way but um, yeah yeah, it it is it's I I think you you chose you chose some very select words there to make sure that guys aren't pressured into talking about mental health or you know or people in general not making it about gender but Particularly for blokes, they they that that first hurdle can be just opening their mouths and and talking about it, and the the shift does have to kind of unfortunately fall. That we we can, we will always be there; our doors will always open, but we can never we can never force a man through that front door. A, a guy has to somebody. We will be stood outside waiting to bring you down and have a brew, but we will we can never force somebody through that front door. You have to be willing to come and try and open up and. Yeah, like you said, it's you have to take the control of it of being able to walk through that front door and say, right, I'm I'm here to I'm here for some help. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what I don't know where I'll be in six weeks or six years, but I'm here for some help right now, today. And I think that's it's it's hugely important that that message is spread. That you know that that I guess like you know like your like you like your checkups that you have with a GP normally for all of your kind of physical needs um what what does that look like in terms of mental needs is there do we need to kind of educate a little bit to make sure that 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 people across the country know that it's okay to check in with themselves from a mental point of view um it's very it's very easy to diagnose something physically you know if you break your arm you go to the doctor and you say what's wrong with me because you've broken your arm it's very easy to do that i think with mental health it's a lot more difficult because there's as I, as I spoke about earlier that kind of level of banter and minimizing problems guys can come and be like i'm having a really tough time at the minute and you know often the words are like chin up or man up or that kind of yeah really minimizing language that just makes blokes be like all oh, right we'll call everybody feels like that and the, and the truth of the matter is yes everybody does feel like that but but that still doesn't mean that you don't need to go and get help with it um so you know in in terms of of sharing that um responsibility um in helping Charities like ourselves, out like Andy's Man Club, making sure that we can spread our message as far as possible to make sure that that guys have got somewhere to come to. Um, it would it would be hugely beneficial. Um, even if we could just get involved, get a little bit more involved in, definitely the, the being just being options. You know, having Andy's Man Club flyers in hospitals. We we try and get as much uh, out there as much as we can. Um, but the you know to to be able to get the links out there um, and start the dialogue from charities to you know the NHS to to privatise medical healthcare it would be it would it would save a lot of the legwork that we have to put in um getting out there and and spreading our message which is it's massively important in everything that we do and we'll never stop that but if we can if we can spend more time concentrating on how to get to get guys talking than we do just getting out there and getting our message out there if that if the legwork is is shared but it would be massive absolutely massive
0: Yeah, because we we sort of hear that, especially at the moment. Um, As you said, socially, mental health and physical health have very different situations at the moment. As you you say, you break your arm, everybody knows you've broke your arm, you go to the hospital, you get sorted. It'd be very difficult with mental health if there's a problem. And it's sort of that talking and that dialogue is the early steps, the steps that for some may well be what stops them needing to go down a clinical route. Um, And... That is a huge area of healthcare across the board that we're seeing of preventive healthcare and, and getting that there. So it's, I suppose to, to throw a very difficult and unprepared question on you, do you see that as sort of the future of where we take mental healthcare to be able to have this sort of all these options to provide a wide early sort of network, not just a you have to pick up the courage to go and talk to a clinician?
1: Uh, yes so I, I i i share i share the message that a lot of guys from andys man club share is that andys man club is is one of the only clubs that tries really hard to hopefully not ex- not have the need to exist we i would i would love that if in 10 years andys man club does not exist because there's a generation of men and also women who are able to talk about their mental health in such a way that at that that the institutions and charities like Andy's Man Club are not required because they will know that they have a safe confidential space to be able to go and share those feelings whether it be with friends family um loved ones carers but they when we started we Andy's Man Club started off with the idea of hopefully we will not be needed because there will be a future generation that is able to talk about these things openly and and know that you know you're able to shift the conversation to the right place at the right time and how how to have the conversation um because you don't want to go hurtling in and be like listen I need to talk about x y and z and and if that other person's not prepared to talk about it that's absolutely fine but being able to approach it in the right way to say listen could you set aside a bit of time during this week because I'd like to have a bit of a chat and that's that's really at the core of the the kind of preventative measures like you said having a conversation that lasts maybe an hour maybe 2 hours that that somebody feels like they don't then have to come to somebody like us like Andy's man club to be able to share deep stuff in a confidential space if they know that they've got that option within their friends network within their family or even like you said in in kind of an establishment that already exists that is that has strong connotations with medical healthcare like you know NHS private healthcare to be able to to be able to use that in a way that they don't, they don't need to build up the courage to come to Andy's Man Club, get through the front door because you know it's a, it's a ve- it does require a lot of courage and a lot of input. Yeah, man, like it was a good question. I, I'm glad you asked it, but at the, the, the core of Andy's man, man Club is we hope to not exist because we hope that we've done enough work to put in to the to the kind of a future generation that is able to talk happily and openly without that minimizing embarrassment the the banter side of things the the burden that mental health is you don't want to burden somebody else with your mental health because that quite it, it's very very often is very much untrue um but I think at the moment we are still required because it's very easy to talk to a group of strangers um they, ironically it's it's strange that some guys come to us and they've they tell us things that they've never told their closest friends and yeah. you know we as a collective we've probably known that person maybe an hour two hours at most. But they share their deepest, darkest stuff because it's it's in, in the right environment, it's very easy to talk to a stranger. Um, but I think at the minute there still unfortunately exists that very much socially built barriers that men and women struggle to talk about the feeling their feelings because they don't know when it's the right time to do it. They do might not necessarily know how to do it. Um and and until we kind of overcome that, unfortunately we'll be we'll still be plugging away at Andy's Man Club
0: yeah and I think to be honest, with that being such a powerful sort of point, we it's probably the perfect place to sort of leave the conversation that we've had. Um, we've talked in such depth for it and both myself and I'm sure our listeners really appreciate taking the time Nick for it. Um, but it is about building that, that right space, that space that's understand that people are able to share in whoever that may be with. and I, I will say now. probably the only podcast i think i'll have had the discussion of the future with where we have said in 10 years hopefully we don't exist (laughs) But, um, but it is true it is very very true and very apt that sort of point that hopefully we are in a situation in the future where the services and the opportunities available are far far sort of more accessible and wider and in that is socially medically and across the board um as i say both myself and i'm sure my list, the listeners as well really appreciate the time nick it's been fabulous to talk to you and also really appreciate you taking the uh the the willingness to share your story with us because that is a, a courageous thing to do no matter how um much you, you're you happy to talk about this story a big thing
1: thanks very much that's really appreciated thank you very much
0: today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor evo north uniting leaders from the public and private sector to collaborate, share exciting innovations and build a stronger Northern powerhouse together. Thanks for listening to this episode of NHE's Finger on the Pulse podcast. Join the conversation on social media or get in touch through the link on our website. To stay up to date with all the latest news and episodes, make sure to subscribe, drop us a rating on whatever streaming service you're using. This has been National Health Executives Finger on the Pulse podcast.